to Weekend at Berkman's, show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Hello, folks. Congratulations, team, on episode 30. Do either one of you happen to know what anniversary that is? 30. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Hands where I can see them. I don't know. What? I'm confused You're asking what us like the we don't know. Is. But you told us via the gift you provided us. Pearl. I wanted to make sure you put that together. We're, I'm doing oh, okay. a check to make sure you're cognitively there, given your uh, advanced stage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it happens to be the um, the pearl. Uh, so I guess if we were oh. in a relation, see, Stephen didn't get it, Mark. Stephen didn't. If we happen to be like twentieth is gold. No, I thought golden. Golden's like <laughs> your birthday in the same day, whatever, right? But I've never heard of pearl. Okay, oh we'll just go. I'll let you in on a secret. When's here, the Google. sapphire and the ruby? Go to Google, uh, type in thirtieth uh, anniversary, and see which which one that oh, is. Oh, for like jewelry, got it. Okay, now we're okay. We're making sense now. Got it. Oh gosh. Uh, so we. Mark, you uh, didn't know. Get out of here. Yes, I did. I I got I okay. got the, I got what he meant. Well, you know, you've oh, also geez. been married a long time, so that's true. Twenty. If years it's of not wedded uh, bliss. If it's not abundantly clear, we're on short rest here. Um, <laughs> from our we last need some load pod. management. We need the vacations again. <laughs> yeah. This will be uh, a, a bit of an express episode, hopefully. Um, abbreviated agenda. Yeah, Mark. So I'll, keep us, I'll keep us moving here. Um, I wanted to... So, Stephen, you sent some, some pictures of some delicious morsels in the way of uh, brisket. And so um, I know you've been on a journey... With your um, with your droid smoker there, and uh, trying out all the different meats, becoming a master of your craft, and I and remember talking early on that I guess in my opinion the, the brisket was kind of the Everest of, yep. of meats to try, or at least one of them. Um, after I had tried it, and eventually threw out my smoker after that. But I wanted to know, <laughs> was, was this your first brisket that you did? And also, how did it turn out in terms of maybe, you know, comparing it to some of our favorite places like Tejas or Corkscrew? Yeah, so you're right. It is the Everest. It's the K2. Um, so I decided <laughs> to climb that mountain. I actually didn't plan it out until literally Thursday evening. I was like, okay, nothing really going on this weekend. Okay, it's time to try it out. Like, no more excuses. It's supposed to be a nice weekend. Um, but very happy. I mean, it, it it's a time-consuming process. It's wouldn't call it necessarily a labor of love because there's not a whole lot of labor, just more kind of like babysitting and just mm. making sure that the you know smoke is rolling and that meat's getting a nice smoke bath for uh, 15 hours. Um, but very pleased with it. Started it Friday night around 10, 11 o'clock. Put it on. 12 hours later, uh, hit temperature to take it off and wrap. Wrapped in some butcher paper, put it back on for another three hours to let it get up to its final temperature of 203. Mm. And then uh, 
let it uh, sit in a dry cooler for three hours before I sliced it open. And yeah, very pleased. I mean, I, this is one I'd been wanting to do for a while, but just kind of given the, you know, how much briskets are and just the time involved, I didn't want to screw it up. So I wanted to kind of perfect everything else before I tried this, but yeah, very happy. I mean, had a pretty good, pretty good smoke ring. Um, had very good flavor used just nothing but charcoal and, uh, uh, post oak chunks so i had a really good uh you know which what standard texas barbecue is oak um good rub on it really good lean side good fatty side to it good good burn ends to it so very pleased i mean i it's definitely something i won't be doing often but next time like there's something worth doing it for with a group of people like i definitely know um what to do and you know how long i you know, roughly how long I need. So very pleased. And in comparing it though, Mike, I think you're kind of setting me up for failure because good, very I, good. I got asked, I got asked the same question <laughs> by my dad. Like, is it as good as corkscrew? And I'm like, okay, well, corkscrew is like top 10 in the state. And you're asking a first timer brisket cooker, is it as good as corkscrew? So pretty much, of course, the answer is no, right? But I would say compared to like a Rudy's, Hands down, I pick mine every single time. Ooh. Compared to a Dickie's, Whoa. there's not even a question of it. The only difference is I don't got the free ice cream at the end, uh, which is the only reason to go to Dickie's um, <laughs> and the Yellow Cups. Uh, but uh, very, very pleased with it. I, I, I do think it, um, it it would have impressed some people for sure. Wow. So pleased with myself, needless to say. Been enjoying it. Got got a whole lot. I wouldn't say a whole lot left. We're probably about halfway through it now. It was, it was a big brisket. Okay. It sounds like it was, you know, maybe on the order of very good. I guess the question is if you, you know, got some feedback on how to improve for next time, because that's, you know, that's the key. That's the most important thing we can do for you. I got my own feedback because again, only two people tried it myself and uh, the significant other. So, but for me, I'm I'm like my own worst critic. Like I, I instantly had it and I knew a couple things I want to change for next time. I would adjust a couple, a little bit about the trimming of where I trimmed fat. I did it really good in a couple spots, a couple spots that were left some on. Um, one spot I, there, I could tell was a little heavy, but um, yeah, trimming, no, nothing really I would change with the, um, the rub. I mean, it's mostly uh, salt, pepper, and, and garlic. It's a, a meat church brand that's very traditional Texas brisket, but um yeah, I mean, just just a couple of, of tweaks, but no, but I mean, truly nothing major. I think it was, I mean, very close to being, I mean, phenomenal. I think, mean, like okay. I said, very good. Maybe maybe step above that. Maybe excellent, mm. and maybe a couple of tweaks. I can get to outstanding. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you perfect your craft at the uh, charity stripe event that we have down in. Uh, Houston at some point. <laughs> Two questions for you. One in the picture, I saw you using a, a black glove, like you were Guy Ferrari mm -hmm. or something. I need to know <laughs> if, if the black glove is absolutely necessary in terms of the color. And number two is do you any sort of sauce on there? Like maybe maybe a catsup or anything that you like to use on there? Um, well, let me address the glove first. So those are just nitro gloves. <laughs> They're very uh very much used in the cooking industry. So with that, since I wasn't handling anything hot, it had been, you know, slowly coming down to temperature for a cooler and a couple hours, I just had the glove on and that was just kind of handle it and all that. Um, 
but what I do like when I am uh, deb like pulling out the the bone on the pulled pork and and shredding that, I'll put cotton gloves on and then the nitrile glove and and my hands are insulated. So if you're trying to um, shred up a pulled pork butt, I mean it's hot and you you will burn the heck out of your hands. So it really helps to have the cotton gloves and the nitrile. But again, it's just a way that like when I'm trimming it up just to, you know, keep all the fat off my hands. I mean, sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. Um, but yeah, they're not, they're not critical, but they're very useful in a lot of ways. Uh, and then in terms of sauce, sauce uh, yes, I mean, cat, catsup is mm. in barbecue sauce, but uh, I do not like a very heavy catsup sauce. Um, mm. But no, I, I mean, I pick one up. I, I, I am very w much one that if your if your meat is good, you don't need a whole lot of sauce. So I've used um, a little bit. I've had one. Kelly is a sauce person, so she's used a little bit more. I mean, she sauces pretty much everything. But um, yes, I do enjoy a good barbecue sauce, but sparingly on good meat. And you need a whole lot more if it's really bad and really dry. So luckily didn't have that problem. Okay. Uh, and then I, I do have an important question for y'all. Maybe I'll start with, with Mark since you oh. go into an office um, and get <laughs> up in the morning, go to work. So mm -hmm. uh, when, when do you shower? I'm just, I'm interested uh, in a, in a, maybe, maybe <laughs> later I'll, Didn't see that one I'll divulge a little bit into why I'm asking this question, but what's your, yeah, your routine? Maybe we need and, to start with that, but no, okay. Go yeah, ahead. No, maybe. What's Hold your? Uh... I'm changing the gate code at the front of my community. Hold on a second. Uh, my my routine, yeah. The uh, the routine. As I if you so... knew how to do that remotely. That's fair. Um, I got to get to the panel. Uh, my routine just depends on what I've done the night before, and by that I mean workout. I generally will work out in the evening, and I'll 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 get a shower in before bed and you know i i generally try to wake up pretty early 5 five thirty. if i i mean that's like six hours seven hours max of sleep i generally won't take a shower yeah i won't yeah defrost <laughs> this, this time of the year is perfect we, we talked about thermostats last week but this time of year is perfect uh i generally won't take one in the morning if i've showered like seven hours prior but uh, most mornings if i haven't done that routine or worked out in the evening and if i decide to work out in the morning i'll take one in the morning. I know that's wishy-washy, but it just depends on what I've done the night before. I'll either take a shower in the evening and I'm good for the next day or get up and go hit the gym and then shower. Steven? That's me. Uh, I am a shower morning and night, regardless <gasps> of Ooh. what I do. I mean, it's a, it's a must. I mean, I, I don't, I know that there's people that huh. do or, I mean, the people who, who get up right right in the morning and just put on work clothes and go in, I, I think that they're absolutely insane. Um, but, yeah, in the morning, I either shower right when I get up or or maybe I'll get a cup of coffee in me, get me going, then go shower. And then always <laughs> at night, kind of it's my last thing I do. I'm very much routine-oriented, but it's like one of the last things I do. And I just – I always feel like I sleep better. Like after I'm, I'm clean – that's a good point. I'm steamed yeah. and all that. So I feel like I sleep better. And then that is the best way for me to start my day. So yeah, always both, no matter where I am, what I'm doing. Okay. 
Good man. So yeah, my um, my reason for this is was twofold. Which you know, one, Stephen, you just covered, which is sort of that you know, wake up, get refreshed. Um, just it kind of feels like you know you're getting ready for the day. And the other thing here is, you ever see these these guys at work that got like the hair <laughs> sticking out the side or? <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, I, I, I can't, I can't understand that. And, and, you know, I have, as we're aware, I have some OCD tendencies and I would mm-hmm. say that for me, like even just seeing that on people, um, which, I, which I guess is a good thing about uh, working remotely, Stephen, you don't get as up close and personal, mm-hmm. but that causes me to like, want to, you know, like my mom go over there and like, do one of these numbers like oh no don't you know no, and, the, no, and no, you know no. lick your hand and no. um but yeah that for me is an absolute like you i i you but would not what catch if these me guys going just don't work. have good hygiene in the base case and they don't know how to brush their hair and they're just a little disheveled that could be their thing they might have shower they just not big into hygiene or don't care about their appearance because we all know, I know what mike's talking like about that. But I know what you yeah, I, I got you. Because it's got like a greasy, greasy look. So the, the <laughs> chance of them but showering in the morning and looking that greasy by 1030 in the morning is very low. That's fair. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, that's but I also plus think there's just people that don't that don't get the whole I mean, they just don't care. They don't care about their looks. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. They're wearing you and know, whatever. You know, yeah. their redeeming qualities come in other areas. And, other and areas, I think the same course. thing. Yeah. When I see people wear black shoes and khakis, or I see people miss belt loops, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, you know, you're we're not on the same page in terms of attention to detail. No, yeah, uh, but you know, you, I'm sure you, there are other things that you do that I I don't do nearly as well, right? Do you? Uh, okay, now that we're on the uh, the topic of belt belts, I mean, do you need to match the belt to your shoes, or do you do you do that? Um. Oh, well, see. I think so, but okay. how do you well, feel you... about khakis and a black belt and black shoes? That's terrible. Mm, no. <laughs> but I'm just saying, mm, okay, an appropriately matched shoe to pant color, okay, not khaki and black, do you match your belt to your shoes? I think that's fairly standard. I okay. mean, maybe well, there's not some... around our office place. Well, <laughs> Uh, it, a lot. Yeah. I can make some comments. I, I mean, yeah. I'll, let me. I'll, yeah. Go ahead. No, I. I mean, there's probably something to the effect of a, a maybe like if you're golfing a neutral gray color with like a white shoe or you know that like that. Uh, I can. Okay, I got you. I can see, but yeah, for the most part, for me, if it's black shoe, you know, gray trouser, black belt, or maybe it's brown shoe, navy mm. trouser. I you know, you. brown belt. Like yeah. I try and, and I, and okay. look, like I don't claim to be some sort of like GQ fashionista here, but hey. I just, I, I don't know. There's just a couple things. Yeah. I, I have I this, like the OCD, it just kind of kicks in and I'm, I'm oh. just like, could you run that mop under the faucet before you came <laughs> in? And, uh, but anyway, oh and, and I'm with you, Stephen. I feel like, um, you know, unlike Mark, I don't have the sort of like subarctic 
conditions in the bedroom. And so it, you know, kind of wake up feeling just a little greasy in the base case. So um, I did want to ask you, Mark, what is your AC setting in the Mm. summer? So if you're, are you keeping it at 56 in the summer? No, I mean, that's just, that's absurd. Um, That's just absurd. Yeah, I guess I, people would argue fifty six in the winter is probably a little absurd. It is, yeah. but you, you're at night. You're under the covers. You're warm. We have multiple, you know, Give comforters. A uh, in, yeah, in the, number in the summertime, it's in the seventy two ish, seventy three. But you have to remember. And again, I I, I did not know this okay. about our house until like we we've, we've been in it now almost two years. It's uh it's much more energy efficient than the house we lived in for. 20 some odd years and so a lot of the settings are different and you don't need to get it as cool for it to stay feeling as cool and all this kind of stuff it's one of these relatively energy efficient homes but 72 to 75 depending on we have three thermostats so we got some zones and three acs kind of thing so it just depends yeah let us know when you make the transition i'll be interested um <laughs> big announcement here weekend at Berkman. So um I guess maybe in honor of Mark's uh, dwindling days and his recent um, birthday, we've decided for his 50th. Wow. And for our namesake that we're going to um stock away a little bit like uh, squirrels and nuts and um save a little bit of money every day, every week, um, so that we can make it to the Berkman's place at augusta when mark turns 50 so um that's that's what we're going to try and do i'll leaving it up to mark to sort of get all the uh the funding in place swiss bank whatever you might also want to think about inflation mark and what you know run some models what that's going to cost uh what is that how many years is that for you five that's a few not not as many as you guys yep okay (laughs) so that's um you know, I, I don't know whose idea it was, but I figure it came we might about. As well do that. Right at, yeah, oh, yeah. I love it. I'm in. I can't wait. Okay. Steven, are you in? Yeah, I'm in. I'm, I, I'm still in on getting like a, a potential lawyer, though, and seeing, you know, what kind of court case we have. But I, I'm like in a regardless. I'll be there, regard, you know, if it's court case approved and, and mandated or, or you know, potentially uh, stuck in some way. Mark, some I'm, I'm picking up cushion. sort of this, uh, I'll see it when I believe it, the wind, I've heard the wind blow before vibe coming from our fellow podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're, you're hinting at, Stephen. What do you mean lawyers and legal and I, 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 we might need to sort this lot, out. There were a lot of big promises and, and verbiage said <laughs> And documented and heard by multiples, and for some reason, the <laughs> the sayer of said such words uh, just perfectly forgot just this conversation, oh, but never forgets man. the other one. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Oh, yeah, I'm a little slow on the uptake here. All right. Oh, come it's on, Mike. Still, you know what I'm talking about. I know. Still waiting on that video, Mark. Still waiting on, <laughs> oh, on right. that video. Thanks. I'll email it to you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, on to this short week in golf. Uh, so we had the um, Tigers tournament, uh, Genesis Riviera, and um, probably could have guessed it, John Rahm, the winner there. Yeah. So he is on uh, quite the tear this year. I think that's three 
for him just this year. Um, I want to say at least two were elevated. Um, so that makes him, pro- I think, probably close to almost $10 million yeah, in nine. earnings already this year. Nine? Nine. Okay. Yeah. Just behind just behind Pat Perez. So he's, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it was a, a good tournament. Uh, Marnak, right again. Marnak's on a bit of a hot streak, too. Marnak and Rom. Um, oh, yeah. Marnak on a hot streak there, saying Tiger would make the cut. Uh, and, and he did. So Tiger mm-hmm. played. You know, I I thought about doing some sort of uh, segment or something around all the guys that Tiger beat. Um, but uh, anyway, he he ended up making the cut and um, decent showing. I want to say he was somewhere around even, either like plus one, minus one, something like that. So um, good showing for not having played all that much, um, if at all, since the the British last year. I wanted to so I wanted to ask a couple things here around Tiger public image, whatever, um, sort of a, I, I guess I'll do, um, you, I'm sure you've heard of the compliment sandwich. I'm going to do a mm-hmm. sort of an open face Manhattan, um, compliment here. So I'll start with, um, on the good side for tiger. So oh, I saw there was a, a video or a, a tweet or something where there was a nine year old who had had a heart transplant and they had a, like a poster that said, uh, and it had like three check boxes and it was, you know, the first one heart transplant check. Next one was meet Tiger Woods. And then I think number three was play Augusta. I didn't mm-hmm. see the whole thing, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I, be- I believe it was a, she um, was standing there by the, the putting green tire came over and uh, you know, he didn't, there weren't a whole lot of theatrics. It wasn't like, uh, you know, any sort of encouragement or, back and forth or anything like that, but he did come up and it looked like he signed it. He probably checked it and signed it or signed in the check mm-hmm. or something um, cool to that effect. So I know he didn't have to do that. And I know there's, there's probably, you know, bazillions of stories like that of people that show up these tournaments and, and whatever else. So I guess it was, you know, it was cool for him um, to come over and do that. And I'm sure that, you know, that, that kid will hold on to that for the rest of her life and, and super special. Um, now what, what'll be cool is if, if he makes number three happen, now that would be, mm-hmm. that would be the ultimate play if he could mm-hmm. um, get her on at Augusta at some point. And so maybe he'll, he'll make good on that. But so you got that, you got that tiger tournament host, you know, Reform, bit of a reformed image over time, being the the father figure, um, sticking it out with the PGA Tour, not going over to live with Phil and the bad boys. Um, golf course design, um, certainly, you know, probably lining up for maybe something in the booth or, you know, uh, Ryder Cup captain, all those sorts of things. So he's been able to you know, get past some of the, the scandal of his past and, and good for him. And that's, you know, that's America. Um, if you're, you know, if you're a winner, um, unless you're, you know, Weinstein or Cosby, um, you're, you know, you kind of got a chance to come back. Uh, but he, he makes this other move where he, um, you know, outdrives Justin Thomas and he hands him something as he's walking by and I'll leave it up for, for y'all. If you didn't see that to, to Google that. And I, I, I just, 
I don't understand, you know, what, whatever you think about the joke and, and his response was classic, right? It was like, it, it was, it was something if I was like, Hey Mark, not to offend you, but you, you smell like trash and you, yeah. and you stink and you're, you know, you're a terrible dad or right? it's like, but, but it, no offense. And, and that was that every of, day. I understand that. <laughs> that was kind of his response. I was like, you know, I didn't mean to offend anyone and, and Justin and I knows, you know, know what it means and it's not offensive. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, you're the tournament host. You've brought your, you know, image all the way back. What, what are you, and, and, and I'll give you a chance to retort because maybe I'm just overdoing it here, but I'm like, what in the world are you thinking? Like, this is something you, you could have done in the jet with JT, something you could have done in the locker room with JT, something you could have texted. Like, I just, I don't understand what he's thinking. And I mean, you, you got to live your life and there, you know, I know there's time for levity and whatever else, not as much as there used to be, mm-hmm. but I just, I, I just don't understand what he's thinking. And I guess this is, you know, part of the entire reason of why he got himself in the situation he did in the first place. And it seems like he just, he hasn't grown up and I, I don't get it. And I'm interested to hear your thoughts. If you're, if you're sort of in my camp or if you're like, this is just being blown way out of proportion. Let's start with, maybe I'll start with Mark on this one. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, a couple minds on this one. Uh, I think if, I think as a as a dad of daughters, I, I am somewhat shocked by the move. But as a as a golfer slash, you know, I'm okay with joking around. Um, you know what have you? Yes, I mean, I think it's it's between two guys. Now, granted, they know that their entire life on the golf course in this tournament is going to be televised. Right. So somebody's going to see it. Somebody obviously took a picture of it. Um, I'm I I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be like, hey, apologize or you need to be canceled. I think that's that's hogwash. Um, I think some people can get offended by stuff, um, you know, and I think that's 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 unfortunate that we we are if you're looking to be offended by something, generally anything can offend you. Right. And I think that that's unfortunate about the society and culture that we're in now. Um, was it proper timing? Was it the thing, right thing to do? Uh, you know, that can be debated. I don't think he's making a slight on women and women's golfing and, and the power and finesse and capability of women golfers. I, I don't think Tiger would ever in a million years say that that's what it meant. And if people want to extrapolate that and, and take it and say, Hey, this is how it made me feel. I mean, that's on them for feeling that way. I, I don't, I, I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell people how to feel and react. That's all, all you. I just think sometimes we jump right to being offended. And I think that that's unfortunate about our culture um, where we are today. Um, I, I don't know what Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas were talking about. I don't know what the deal was. I, I got nothing. So I'm just like, to me, it's like, okay, and move on, you know, like, I, I it's not going to change my life. It's not going to change anybody else's life. He's done more good for golf than any of us will ever imagine. I don't think he meant anything by it other than a joke. I've seen 
old pictures of Annika Sornstam playing with like, I think, I think it might've been Fred Funk. This might be a department of corrections. Uh, Fred Funk said, Hey, if you outdrive me, I'll wear a skirt the rest of this hole. He did. He got outdriven by Annika Sornstam and he wore a skirt. I don't think he was doing that to slight women. It was a bet he made with Annika Sornstam, but it was all before social media and before, you know, everything we have today. So my point is, I think that's, I think it gets blown way too far out of proportion. I understand that people have their opinions and what have you. Um, I get it that Tiger had all the scandal and all that kind of stuff, but you know what? It is what it is. I'm not going to, not going to, you know, kill the guy over it or cancel the guy over it. I think, I think we have bigger problems to worry about than this in my humble opinion. Um, anyway, that's just my two cents. And again, a dad of daughters, like I, I'm, I, I don't, like I, I get it. And at the same time, I'm not, I don't need somebody to be in high stature to be like, okay, now, because that person made it to their ladies, you guys can now be successful at that thing. I don't, t- the sky's the limit for them. I don't need a female to become president to be like, okay, now you guys can become president, but before you couldn't. Right. Like, I don't worry about that for them because I'm like, they, they can do anything they want to do. Put your mind to it and you can do anything you want to do. And to me, some of the reactions to this that I've been reading, I'm like, good gosh, you guys are taking this a little far in my humble opinion. Um, anyway, that's my like 25 cents. That was a little more than two cents, but that's my take. <laughs> yeah. And he, and as far as I've seen, he hasn't been canceled yet. I haven't heard you know, a yeah. Hyundai or Genesis is parting no. ways with him or, or anyone like that. So right. I, I don't know what the ultimate um, fallout will be. But uh, Stephen, did you have any thoughts? I'll give you the floor if you wanted it. Let me just say, like, if he if he only lost, like, two key sponsors when all the real important stuff was happening, <laughs> then trust me, no one's leaving with this. I mean, yeah. do I think it was better off done in a in – a, Home yeah. practice round in Jupiter, Florida. Yes. Is it unfortunate that everything is now on camera and video and everybody catches it? Yes. And it, jokes happen. Like guys are out there in tournaments betting. Guys are out there cracking jokes. They just don't make camera. They're not heard. If you think this is bad, I'm sure you could only imagine what said on an NFL sideline or an NBA sideline, whatever. So it happens everywhere. They're, they're jokes. I do agree with the fact that people are very quick to, um, uh, you know, get upset and, and be offended. Um, uh, yeah, again, I think there there would have been a better time and place. But, again, as yeah. golfers yeah. are competitive, they're good friends. Tiger and, and JT are actually good friends. He's like Tiger. JT's like one of the few guys that Tiger has opened up to and shared insights and secrets. So, again, I think they have that type of relationship. So, to me, it's like from – judging other people's relationships from the outside is just as much of a shame to say they're not allowed to have jokes or have fun in their own conversations. And we're allowed to kind of judge from the outside. So I think it's being a little bit overblown and, and um, I kind of don't have issue with Tiger's response. Like, sorry, you were offended, but again, I, those kind of products are now for all people, not just one side. So if I'm going to use some, what I hear in the media. Well, I think I, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to beg Tiger, if you're listening or any of the any of our listeners who know Tiger, put us in touch. We'll put mm-hmm. you in the the marketing um, agency side of the uh, weekend at Berkman's. I'll even give you a free one from my old peppy. 
the next time you outdrive JT, you put out the arm, you flex the arm with the bicep, and you say, why don't you do a chin up on that one, big boy? That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, Tiger. Please reach out. <laughs> all right. We'll give maybe him on the all lighter... the air time he needs. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Maybe on the uh, the lighter side. Uh, so a couple things. Um, if if you listen to some of uh, some of the other you know media podcasts, whatever in the golf space, people are getting up in arms about the TIO. And I'm talking about the temporary immovable mm. instructions. Mm. And it's yeah. been going yep. on for years. And, you know, Phil hits it in the stands and gets a free drop and, you know, all this other stuff. And and you hit it in the, you know, the concession stands and whatever else, or like you hit it up next to the boulder whatever, and you get a, you know, you get a drop. And I think, you know, maybe we can all agree with that. But what happens is when you get some of these things where, and I, and I saw like Rom hit it, you know, five miles off direction, mm-hmm. ended up in temp, you know, TIO, got a free drop, whatever. I'm going to take a, uh, um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna do a hot take. I'm gonna do a Haddock's hot take here on TIO. Mm. Not that it. big a deal. If you're like me, mm. if if I'm aiming for that TIO, like I'm aiming for the middle of the fairway. You know how often I hit the middle of the fairway? Maybe once around. So if I'm aiming for that TIO, I ain't gonna <laughs> hit that either. So these guys, Rom is the number one player in the world. If he wants to hit it in the middle, like. I just think that saying that they're aiming for that TIO and hitting it over there on mm-hmm. purpose is a bit of BS. Like I think mm-hmm. it's just the nature of the beast. You know, they got they got to make it so that people can come and enjoy it as well. And everybody there, right? Everybody there plays by the same rules. It's not like, you know, I'm trying to compete with them and it's like I don't get TIO. They all get it the same mm-hmm. if they want to hit it over yeah. there. They can. I just I don't think it's I don't think it's that big of a deal because I feel like if if I told Rom, hey, hit it in the middle of TIO or hit it in the fairway, he could probably do both Correct. if he wanted to. Yep. So that's that's my and take on it's a rule TIO. designed with these kinds of tournaments in mind where they got more signs and more grandstands and billboards and porta potties and you name it put up it, it, that's the idea behind the rule yeah. and if you happen to flare one one direction or another that's what it's there for because on any given day that thing's not there and that's that I, I, everybody getting so upset about that. i'm just like good gosh guys and i maybe entertain like hey you know if you hit it in a tree and you don't find it or you, mm. you hit it into something and you don't find it like okay yeah. maybe that's the case. Like, okay, we all yeah. saw it go in there. Local right. rule, you get it. Okay, I'll sure. argue that. But if you find it, and you're next to something you can't move, like, yeah, that's the rule. Yep. So let's Correct. let's get over it. Did you I, have a I hot did. take, Haddix? No, I, I I'll add on to that with with two things. I think I again every the rule applies to everybody, right? Yep. So again, it's it's fairly applied in those situations. I think where it's been okay recently, I think where it's going to really bubble over is the last few holes two guys you know are are going neck and neck and then a guy gets a very favorable ruling on a tio toi yeah temporary um, immovable, immovable obstruction tio 
Um, oh, I think that that is where it's going to um, – I think that's where it's going to kind of bubble over because I have seen where they've gotten very favorable drops on it. And it, they instead of being very mm. stymied and having to go out sideways, they now get clean shots at the hole. So I think that's where it's going to bubble over. The other one that I found funny was in the Genesis uh, – I think it was Victor Hovland was trying to – uh, cut the corner on a hole oh, yeah. straight over a yeah. one of those screens. A TIO, on the court. basically. Yeah, TIO, <laughs> and said, Hey, if I hit this thing, am I going to get to re it? Um, yeah. So I found that pretty funny. Like, no, no, no. Like, you're choosing to cut the hole. So it's fair play. But um, so this, it, so this year, funny. so you could go both ways. And, and Hovland's thing had been to hit it right, and some other folks into the you know, the other fairway, correct. Um, which, which I've done plenty of time again, just as a flare, mm. not on, on purpose. Mm. And so they put up a scoreboard, right. But he still pumped mm-hmm. it over. And so yep. I think next year they're going to put in trees um, to make it. So you can't do that. I'm assuming they would have said no, that you, that you wouldn't have got to retee that, but I, yeah, no, they said, no. correct. Like, yeah. SOL. TIO SOL. Mm. All right. And then we got the um, first edition of the year for uh, Live coming up this, I guess this weekend on the CW. Yeah. Oh yeah! Um, so that get your get your CW app downloaded, Stephen. Get the app downloaded so you can watch the Friday round. No, let's just spam. I'm right. I'm gonna ask Marnak <laughs> for a little bit more on a little bit more on oh yeah uh, my Coba and Live later. But uh, I did want to ask topic I've had here for a while, and it's it's a little bit apropos given that there's a couple of uh, golf video games that are coming out this year. So there's one which is um, with Tiger, and that, so that's uh, Golf 2K23. Uh, they I know they've got NBA. I think they've got some other franchises that they do as well. And then there's uh, the EA Sports version, um, which is the the PGA Tour. And so um, I think. The you know the competing elements here that with Tiger 2K23 you get to play as Tiger, with the other one you get to play with EA Sports you get to play some signature courses like the Masters I think St Andrews on there as well. Um, I wanted to ask you did did either of you I this may have come up once or twice in small glints but did either of you play many video games growing up or play? Um, golf video games at that let, let me clear what are many video games Ma- many m oh many five by five um not like game boy <laughs> game boy uh, ds tetris does that count i mean i play again i i grew up xbox that's that's what we had in my house growing up in college my buddies we had xbox our couple games were college football the modern warfares and yeah, we played a little bit of golf. I mean, it was in the, it was in the rotation. I always had it. Um, it definitely was not my, my favorite. My favorite was the college football. Um, but I played a little bit. I forget which one I played. I could probably look it up and see who was on the, uh, the album cover, but I think it was one of the, the tiger woods games back in the day for Xbox. Yeah. He was, the, he was kind of the only game in town for a while with EA sports. Yeah. It, it was that one, one of those years. I and mean, I know it wasn't okay. around for a super long time, but I guess it's it's back now, right? Or is it? Is so, it back now or no? 
Well, it's back, but instead of Tiger being with EA Sports, he's now over with 2K3. That's, 2K. that's the difference. Mm. Okay. So, Mark, you said Tetris. Any others? I mean, I was a child of the original Nintendo growing up, and uh, I had I like Atari. that you said that without the first N, because that's how I used to say it, too, the Nintendo. The Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. I had, I, and I had a Game Boy with Tetris and... Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was an Atari guy. I had Cubert. I had Frogger. Oh, Pitfall. Uh, Pitfall, yeah. And then we got a Nintendo one Christmas. That was a group gift for me and my brothers and my older brother. He was bigger than us, so he got to play more. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked video games, but I'm just not into all the, the latest, you know, wizardry and sorcery and all that. I just can't follow it. It's a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> You know, and all these games where you act like you're somebody you're not, and all these people that act like they they could go into battle at any time. You know, I'm just like, okay, pal, yeah, you were in, you know, World of Warcraft, and you're you're a wartime fighter on the video game. You act all big and tough, and then you don't even know. You call it a clip, uh, or instead of a magazine, you're like, okay, pal, yeah, you're weird. Um, So I just there's just some. Yeah, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. I love the sports games. I had Tecmo Bowl on the Nintendo, the Nintendo. Oh yeah, uh, greatest football That's game ever. Best. Sorry, John Madden, but uh, Tecmo Bowl is the best. Period. Um, I don't know, but I, I, yeah. Oh, jeez. You know that. Okay. It was just awesome. Barry Sanders. Anyway, it was yeah. That's 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 my rem, my uh, reminiscing of video games. Okay, so it's a little light here from the podcast crew, but uh, maybe for some Ooh. of the listeners. So I can remember uh, there were a couple of uh, iterations on the PC, especially early on. And I'm talking about when you used to have to put in a CD-ROM mm. in order to play a game. Um, it there, it might have even been uh, three and a half or five and a quarter floppies. I, I don't remember. But there was Microsoft <laughs> Golf. Oh, so yeah. we're talking about using the mouse to aim – you know, click once for the backswing, click again, oh, yeah. try to hit the ball. Um, and it wasn't great. Graphics weren't great, whatever. But because it was new, yeah. it was, uh, there was Microsoft Golf. There was Fuji Golf, um, which I think was kind of like preloaded, uh, just horrible graphics. Mm. And then, uh, you know, at some point, Mario Golf came into play. Uh, that was pretty fun. And then I do remember the, the Tiger games coming onto the scene. And I'd say, you know, they started out kind of because I, I played quite a few of the different years there. They started out maybe a little less realistic, um, playing mm-hmm. volcano courses and you know <laughs> being able to spin the ball in the air and all this other mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It was fun, and then it became a little bit more realistic. And then eventually they got to the point where they had the Masters um, Augusta oh, edition. Yeah. That was incredible, right? Because you kind of got to to see behind the scenes there and see some of those iconic holes that we um, grew up watching. So, uh, you know, I overall enjoyed it. And then of course, at some point, you know, the online thing came in where you could start uh, competing with people. And, you know, then I, I think we all maybe got to the point where we either because of work or family or whatever, we're eventually sold, sold off those consoles. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I, I, it sounds like of the three of us, I enjoyed the the golf ones the most. I certainly did enjoy all the other ones too. You know, your stock uh, Mario games, your Mario Kart Wii 
is probably mm-hmm. if you could say, "Hey, Mike, you can play one game right now." Um, I'd probably pick Mario Kart Wii. I used to used to love that game, but great um, game, great game. I won't be buying either one of these. I think the last game I bought um, was from Best Buy, and it was probably about sixty bucks. And I don't I don't know what these things are. Holy running. cow! It was a, how much? Oh yeah, 60. they were. Yeah, back in like I mean, heck, that was. Jeez. I mean, I remember eight years ago they were about that much. But Mike, here's what's probably going to blow, especially Mark's mind. But probably. you don't even have to go. I remember back in the day you had to like go to the store and buy it. Where mm-hmm. the mine was a big one. But now I think a lot of that you don't go to the store. They're just you just pull them up when whenever it's brand new. You just pull them up on there. You download them and that's it. Like there's no what? more physical games. Yeah, Come on. so. You don't have to blow in the cartridge to get it. Yeah, no, you know, blowing in the cartridge, no red ring issues oh, on the Xbox. On. Oh, geez, I remember that. Yeah, ring of death. Disaster. Um, another one These I used kids to love have too it so good. Was uh, SimCity 2000. I don't know if either one of you played that one, but I used no. to. I used to build a city and uh, used to love that one. Probably had some grand visions of becoming a city planner. <laughs> Never panned out. What? That's and, not what you do? Uh, no, but Mark did say earlier that uh, video games are pretending to be someone you're not. I, I call that work. So I do <laughs> do that piece, but no, I, I'm oh, not geez. a city planner. Um, I wanted to round it out with a golf.com secret. Yes. Uh, wanted to ask you. The hard-hitting stuff we come for. <laughs> if I asked you what golf.com said was the secret to a good Rubik, what to... Uh, what would you say there? And, I'm going to uh, go out on a limb and say, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just no, going to say, first. for those of you who don't know, this is like a um, sandwich I would typically associate it with a deli, maybe in the Northeast, a mm-hmm. uh, couple of nice pieces of rye uh, bread with some, uh, I believe, you know, sliced kind of corned okay. beef, uh, maybe some slaw and some sauce, uh, you know, big time sandwich, big Big greasy sandwich. In fact, yeah. there was a guy, uh, Mark, that you and I used to yeah. work with, and I b- believe I ran into him once near the elevator, oh. and I said something to the effect of, um, "You know, well, that's not as good as a Reuben." And he said, "Well, what is?" <laughs> so with that, what do you think? Uh, I- I'm going out on a limb here and say. Because because I know the 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 journalistic integrity of the mm. golf.com writers, uh, I, it's got to be. I'm hoping they say something about the the quality of the corned beef. Wrong. Mother says wrong. you don't even shouldn't even make it on your own. You should buy it from the store. Stephen. Wait, was that the uh, answer? No, that was not the answer. Oh. In well, fact, they I, went as far as to say, don't even bother with making your own corned beef. Just buy it from the store. Oh, gotcha. Um, you said slaw. I thought it it's was always sauerkraut. sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah sauerkraut. I was. Yes, yeah, so sauerkraut. So, Se- semantics. Yeah, sauerkraut okay. a form of slaw. I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's synonym here. You know, I'm going to say it's a good thousand island. You got to have a good thousand island on there. Uh, yeah, you know, sauce made its way in there at some point, but I don't think it was ultimately the punchline. You all probably win. The answer was good ingredients. Um, so that's <laughs> it's something to the effect of. Yeah, you know, what's that? Wasn't that the same what, answer for what, the fish tacos? That's what they say about everything. What makes a good in, anything? Well, a quality thing. Nice. 
it was a synonym. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think it said something to the effect of if you get the good ingredients, the rest of it just kind of takes care of itself. Um, which is not These true guys. at all, as we know, because no. just because I go buy good ingredients doesn't mean it's going to be a yeah. good final product. I brought a prime brisket, and if I just bought the brisket and sit on the counter, I'm not having great sliced brisket 18 hours later. Oh, my gosh. Right? These guys are horrendous. Are you horrendous. having some problems there? Uh, did Tim Allen fall through your roof or something? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's where I had to <laughs> leak. And so, yes, I'm getting my uh, full master shower replaced and the drywall. So, yeah, I'm about to have a brand new shower in about a month. Okay, fantastic. Zero Sorry cost to, to me. So, no, no. Well, it's a pain in the butt, but it will. It's zero dollars out of my pocket. It's on you the. Guys, currently so, taking showers on the uh, the garden hose or something. What are you doing? Well, Mark, I do have multiple showers in this home, so uh, no, I'm, I'm not choosing wow. to go out in the backyard. My so. sir. My wow. I mean, come on. Some of us got gates. Some of us got multiple showers. Some of us got heat. We got it all here. Um, did I, <laughs> some of us when have you all, heat next to use it. When you all came to Jersey, did I take you over to a local deli called Rath's? I can't remember if I took no. you over there. No. Oh, my gosh. What a miss. Favorite sandwich from there was a hot pastrami on Swiss with the hot deli oh. mustard. It was absolutely incredible. Better than a Reuben, in my opinion. Um, hot pastrami on rye. Were the ingredients quality? Oh, absolutely. That's from all a you place, need. From that's a place called Rath's Deli? Absolutely. Yeah, that's fair. You get the black better and white than cookies. The, better than the chicken rings from White Castle? <laughs> I, got a, I got a little treat for you. I got a real whoa, treat whoa, for you whoa, in the next whoa. segment. So let's okay. let's go and roll right into the next segment. Everybody's old favorite, the old drink review. I'm going to start with the old man. What do you got for us this week? All right, boys. Reach back uh, into that Mike Allstott sampler pack. Oh, yes. Uh, as I promised you last week, I've got a real treat for you this week. I'm going back to my friends in Fredericksburg, the Allstott Brewery. Again, that lady at HEB, she was a great sampler pack. No, six pack. Right here, I've got uh, last week I introduced you to the lager. This week, I'm introducing you to a slightly more full bodied Kolsch with the embossed mm. lettering on the can. Man, another great offering from our friends at the Mike Allstott Brewery up in Fredericksburg. <laughs> Texas, German town of the uh, of the West here. Really like it. Great um, uh, taste from start to finish. I know you guys have heard me talk about aftertaste. I, I don't like when there's a bad aftertaste. The Kolsch, like the lager, high quality from the initial palate to the uh, uh, aftertaste. Very very good. High quality. This is a, this could be an afternoon drinker. After you, after I mow the lawn, uh, you know it's starting to get 80s in the 80s down here. So lawn mowing is going to start start up pretty soon. Um, this is another four out of five. I, right now, Allstott is sitting at a solid mm. four out of five on both of their offerings. There might be another one next week. I don't know, but uh, the Kolsch, highly, highly recommended. Fredericksburg and Allstott pumping out some quality, quality um, beer. I highly recommend. It's kind of a a drink review DOC, if you will. You had made some comments around how they made a good mm -hmm. Hefeweizen and IPA, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think you like either one of those. No, I know. That's the part. That's the part that's funny. At our local watering hole, Frio, 
I've had both their Hefeweizen and their IPA, and it's really good. Uh, you know, okay. I've, 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 yeah, I've shared the IPA on here, um, you know, my, my disdain for IPAs and some of that stuff. But other than the Three Nations um, Mango Smash IPA and this All-Star one, pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I implored you to do a Hefeweizen on the pod, and you you refused, like you know Stevie refuses to do Little Caesars or Refuge. So I didn't think you actually liked those, but uh, apparently Allstock can do no wrong in your books. Oh, have to really yummy! Really quite yummy. Pick one up. Yeah. All right, Bourbon Hunter. All right. Well. I am uh, switching it up again. Uh, no bourbon. Oh, I wanted no. to go with the with the bottle off the shelf. I gotta I gotta finish some bottles off before I open new ones, guys. Um, so I'm taking it south of the border. We're going with Tierra Noble. This is a <laughs> what? The... Sorry. Proceed. What? Do you know how to read Tierra Noble? This is tequila. <laughs> Blanco. Uh, this is Premium de Jalisco. This is from Jalisco, Mexico. This is a very good tequila that uh, Kelly found. Uh, this is probably our second or third bottle of it. Oh, uh, really, really actually enjoyed it. It's for, I don't know, about 30 bucks or so a bottle. Uh, this is, guys, this is the one that y'all can do on the uh, dollar sale at uh, mm. Twin Liquors I told y'all about. Sponsorship opportunity. Hello. Sponsorship opportunity, just free bottle, whatever. Just hook, hook me up. Um, but this is, uh, it's pretty good. It's, you know, tequila all has different flavors. Some are more citrusy, some are more peppery. This one has a touch of citrus, but, um, I think the way that it's described is kind of like a white pepper. It's not like a black pepper, which is, has like a, um, a real spice to it. It's kind of like a white pepper. It has that white peppery smell, but it's kind of, Hmm. it's sweeter than a black pepper. Um, I think they call it like a white pepper. But yeah, very, very good. It's one that, I mean, you can sip. I have this with just a little, little bit of 7-Up, uh, uh, and it's it's great. I mean, it... Uh, Tequila and 7-Up, my mind is blown. And yeah. pepper. Oh, wow. Not, and pepper. Dr. But Dr. no, it's great. It is, okay. it is actually really, really good. 30 bucks. Uh, again, we've made margaritas with it. That's what we've started off ask. with. I've done... Uh, uh, you know, spices, we've done palomas, all that with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. Very, very good. Tierra Noble, Jalisco, Mexico. Very good. Okay. So is that your, is that your go-to, like your stock tequila um, for a, for a margarita or? We, yeah, I would say this one in recent times, in the last year, year and a half, I'd say this one. Or there's another one that maybe I'll do next episode, which is, I think, very good. It's a little different. has more of a, a, a citrus forward on it. I'll, I'll do that one next episode, episode 31. I'll do the uh, next tequila. Oh, for, uh, you know, we're okay. coming into spring, summer, kind of perfect margarita outdoor weather. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll hit up my our tequila friends. Hmm. Okay. And I'll see if I can come across a uh, – I used to have this dynamite recipe – um, I'll see if I can come across that. So a couple things before I get into mine. Um, so Stephen and I and, and others have been efforting Martin House to bring back Honey Bear. Um, Stephen, their responses have been almost downright disrespectful. So I'm mm, 100%. Point, 
you and I need to get a couple of bear suits, get our buns <laughs> down there, and get out in front, do a little bit of picketing, go inside, Ooh. order some drinks. I'm down if you're down. 100%. We'll, we'll do bear suits. I will bring a big thing of honey, and I'm going to drip honey everywhere. <laughs> so I'm going to make it really like really a pain in the ass for them that they won't bring it back, that I'm going to make them more sticky and nasty, and they're going to have a hell of a time cleaning it up. But, but yeah, I think we have to, if we continue to get this just utter disrespect and disdain for mm-hmm. someone's favorite sour, I, I do think that we need to make a statement going there and then they'll know that we're serious. And then I think at that point, if they don't bring it back for everybody, I think we can at least get a couple yeah. kegs out of it. I think they make a couple I special okay. kegs for us, mm-hmm. and I'm good. Make Give me three kegs. I'm good. Are you, you're not allergic to bees, are you? I just picture us out <laughs> <No>. there in <laughs> summer drenched in honey. Okay. <laughs> and one other thing I wanted to mention. So there's a, a brewery in philadelphia of all places called evil genius Hmm. Uh, you've probably not heard of it but they've um uh they've got this beer it's a it's a white castle beer um now you might be thinking to yourself that it tastes of uh dehydrated onions or um meat or something to that effect but apparently it's like a um tangerine ipa or something to that effect but uh if you'll recall i I said one of the reasons that i don't like porters is because when i was in the northeast i had a a pork roll porter um Mm. in the style of of taylor ham or something to that effect and it was quite nasty um this one i think would have been pretty nasty if it was like you know white castle slider ipa or something like that but i i bet that while it's you know not really tangential, I think the Tangerine IPA is probably pretty good, and they'll probably sell a bit just for shock value when people see um, White Castle on there. Um, Mark, hmm. actually, it's it's kind of ironic that you mentioned the chicken ring um, oh, yeah. earlier. <laughs> um, I'm a little confused a by the Tangerine, though. Yeah, where, where, where does the Tangerine come in on? I don't know. It's like Jeez. they said, "Hey, White Castle, we're." we're committed to making you a beer and they're like, Oh crap. There's nothing on the menu that we can turn into a yeah. beer. Um, whoops. Like, Hey, it's the white castle. Dandrian IPA. But, um, hmm. anyway, if I see it, I'll, I'll get it. I just don't think um, they're going to have it down this way. Um, so for this week, I have a new brewery here. I'm featuring it's out of Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and it is called Starbase brewing. And this yeah. is, um, the official brewery of Mars. And this particular one is called uh, Star Hopped. Hmm. And it's a hazy IPA. Uh, of course, it's my favorite. You can see the can here is um, quite lovely. <clears throat> and um, a little bit of the literature. So uh, the goal <laughs> of Starbase Brewing, uh, the goals are to spread awareness for space exploration to develop new technologies that directly benefit Mars colonization mm. and to be the first brewery on Mars. So mm. uh, pretty lofty goals and uh, description, double dry hopped <laughs> IPA bursting with sweet notes of pineapple, peach and blueberry named after an iconic Mars rocket prototype. This juicy mm. ale boasts a soft pillowy mouthfeel, which I referenced last week, actually. 
and a perfectly balanced bitterness profile. And um, yeah, first time I heard of this one, this brewery, it's really good though. It's pretty good. Um, It's got some interesting shock Mm -hmm. value, right? Official, official brewery of Mars. I mean, I'm not, I'm not making that up there. So that's, that's um, legit. That's legit. Yeah. Investment opportunity for us. We, you know, web official podcast at Jupiter. I mean, we've got all sorts of opportunity here, guys. We got to look to the stars, right? Straight to Uranus. Um, but <laughs> I, I do wonder, though. Okay, Tiger. Do, do, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Um, I do wonder is do, do all these beer companies employ the same graphic art? Yeah. And some of this is pretty the bad beer flavoring because it seems like they all use the same like 10 buzzwords it's a matter mm-hmm. of just how they arrange it right yeah look at that that's like um, atari we talked about atari earlier that's like cubert i know that's not great i know yeah i don't know if it's mars i would assume more like oh no but that, they're the, that's the company is mars okay not just mm-hmm. that beer okay never mind no okay i mean it's interesting. interesting. I mean, it's, Mike, uh, you know, did get you some... have to run out of any store <laughs> when you purchased this one? <laughs> no, this, uh, okay. I think this is legit, you know, some, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I probably would not have bought it if it wasn't a hazy, <laughs> but, um, given that it was Austin and, and the, you know, I've never had a, uh, a beer from the official brewery Mars before. So yeah. I thought it was got to try it, it, you know, mm-hmm worth a try so easily influenced yeah well yeah they get they they sold at least one (laughs) all right um quick update on flavor country so they're just uh you know this is i feel like this is kind of the old uh flusher episode we're just uh clearing out all the tios um from the system here with the uh skyline x lax uh so a couple things i wanted to get on the table one Mark, you had mentioned, oh, I think, Schlotzky's in one oh, yeah. of our. So, is this a is this a favorite of the Snyder household, the Schlotzky's? It I'm just really curious. is. No, it really oh. is. It's it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, there's one by us that's woefully understaffed. So it's it's not <laughs> only do we get to sit there for a long time, uh, which is not great, uh, no. but you, you you wonder about the cleanliness of the place. But they always have that original sandwich with that salami with the the black olive spread uh and the the sourdough bun and it's just magical i don't care how long the wait is or what it smells like in there we we love schlotzky's we do yep okay and i i was gonna comment the unique thing for them i think was the sourdough oh yeah and it was fairly fairly decent um have, and I'll ask Stephen if he what he thinks about Schlossky's if he's if he's ever been there. But have you had the pizza from there? Oh yes, mm-hmm. I, I I know. Last time I was there, I even texted you and you said get the pizza. I have had it and I really like it. I but I I got I got a medium original last time I was there. Okay, but I do like the pizza. It's, yeah, the pizza is interesting. It's not what you would call conventional Correct. sauce by any means. But Correct. Uh, hmm. all right. Do you have thoughts yeah. on Schlotsky, Stephen? <laughs> if not, that's fine. Um, I would say it's about mid-grade sandwich. Uh, I mean, it's definitely above like a trash subway, but like you can't touch the you can't touch the top of a Jersey Mike's 
or a pot belly. I mean, those yeah. are cream of the yeah. crop. Those yeah. are the top. Subway is gutter trash. And then you always say keys is about in the middle. I'd never think ship of opportunity. It, but if I was like driving past one on a road trip, I would pick that over a lot of stuff for sure. Okay. Uh, the the, the imagery, like the visual of Subway is, is lasting. Oh, you know what's wow. disgusting when you walk in there for literally six minutes while they build your <laughs> sandwich and you come out and your clothes reek of that nasty yes. subway smell yeah it's supposed to be fresh bread whatever that is is revolting that smell oh gosh i got i think i kind of got <laughs> lambasted by the masses last week for talking about smells coming out of restaurants and it's uh yeah. it seems to be more of a common theme than you all wanted to admit last week. Well, this is we're talking about sandwich. We weren't talking about the improper plumbing or or, or personal uses oh, of good. such plumbing. So a little little different, but I, I hear you. And then there's another place, and I'm not sure how regional this is. Called Fazoli's. Oh, um, is that something you know that they either had like. Still I, I don't know if there's oh, yeah. one here in the DFW area, or maybe there was one like in the um, Fountain Square location there in Stillwater or anything like that. It wasn't in Fountain Square. Uh, I mean, that's that's really reserved for higher class operations. Hmm. Uh, it was out on like Hall of Fame or Western, which is kind of is it still east there? Uh, I draw. I was there a couple weeks ago for that uh, inductate induction into the Hall of Fame. Um, oh yeah. No, I don't close. remember seeing it to be honest. And my favorite thing about Fazoli's is that it was subpar pizza, subpar everything, but on one night a week, it was all you could eat. Oh, and I, I, as college kids, we would go load up. I mean, okay, I was, subpar might be harsh. It was just, it was av- it was slightly below average. Needs improvement. Yeah, I mean, it was what I was going to say was, is is there one particular thing about Fazoli's that you remember above others? And there for me, there's something that is an absolute like it. It basically sets Fazoli's apart. Oh, wow. Do you know what that is, Stephen? I remember as a freshman eating there with my friends once, maybe twice. And then I don't remember if it was because of the food quality we didn't go back or because it shut down <laughs> due to unknown, due to an unknown number of reasons or plenty of places to what they did that. But uh, I can't remember that long ago if there was some sort of staple to it. So no, okay. Mike, th- this one I won't be able to participate in. For me, it was the basket of unlimited breadsticks. Yeah, that's they what I mean. Around. Yeah, yeah. With the yes. hot breadsticks, and they were, you know, they were doused in garlic butter, and they walk around yes. and you can get as many as you want. Were they good, or were they just like unlimited and free? Because there's unlimited and free, unlimited and free. Okay. Well, okay, Mike, how would you compare Olive Garden, better or worse? Um, I well, I mean, I feel like Olive Garden can sometimes be a little hit and miss, like sometimes it's a little stale. So usually when it comes to Olive Garden, I like to make sure that I get the Alfredo sauce boat accompaniment just to make sure that in case they don't come out great. Um, I feel like they Mm. like it declines pretty quickly as it gets warm. Uh, Fazoli's for me, it was always about, you know, that they never 
when they started the rounds with those breadsticks, the basket always came out empty. And so you knew they were always hot, they were always fresh, and they were always doused in garlic butter. So I, you know, I think in a blind taste test, I think you might pick Fazoli's. Um, I'm looking at a picture. They actually look kind of good. I mean, now yeah. you've got me really like hungry for this, and it's late at night. So I'm kind of mad at you, but okay, here you go. Looks kind of good. Here's my recommendation for you, big boy. Next time you make, because I, I know I'm, I'm a big fan of garlic bread i think that's a great accompaniment for your next you know barbecue feast so you should look up a homemade hack fazoli's recipe for for uh homemade fazoli's breadsticks and let me report back on that okay yeah i'll do a higher end fazoli's breadstick okay and then I wanted to ask you too, Stephen, um because i i don't really think this is maybe we can ask marks and but he's He's long since gone the the way of the dodo with this option. But oh, do you have a preference on bar, like when it comes to a restaurant, like sitting <laughs> at the bar or in the bar versus sitting at a table or a booth? I it depend. It, it's totally restaurant dependent. Like mm-hmm. I would say, that if in 100%. the main, if in the main seating area, there's like. If we're with, it depends on a group too, right? Like if it's just Kelly and I versus with the group, like if it's Kelly and I probably, you know, there's a game on, I want to be in the spot where there might be a, you know, maybe in the bar where there's a TV. Uh, but if they're kind of all spread out or one, you know, one area's got a better vibe, but the, I personally choose tables over booths because mm. I just like being able to uh, adjust my chair versus like, you know, sometimes you're really far away from the booth. Sometimes you're like literally your guts up against it and you can't really even squeeze out. Um, and then high tops, I'm kind of mixed on. Sometimes they just are uncomfortable. Sometimes they're okay. So it's it's totally a game time decision when I get in there. Like places that we mm. normally go, I know what I like and I try to commandeer, you know, to a specific area. But if it's a new place, uh, there's been plenty of times we've sat down and been like, um, would you mind if we actually went over there? And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. So, yeah, it's it's uh, we have our locations and we, we know. But other okay. times it's, we're uncomfortable for sure. Okay. Well, and that's hmm. – I mean, that's also the benefit of being a couple is that if you want to both sit on the yeah. same side, you know, cause sometimes with those high, Ooh, tops, that's an interesting one. Same side. Versus oh, man. Opposite. Yeah. I don't know. That gets a little weird. Can't weird. Be weird. But if the high top that. has a booth, then you get the, you get the padded seat, you get the same side, you can adjust the table for gut purposes. But for me, whether it's the bar or the high top, it's gotta have the footrest. Yes. That's yes. not attached to the Correct. chair. That's yep, I mean, I almost walk out if it if it yeah. doesn't have that. But no, that's that's interesting. That's interesting that you you talk about that it sort of depends. I think I get that. I'm interested to hear Mark's opinion because he's obviously got kids now, so he he really Correct. doesn't have much of a choice. But do you yeah. yearn for the days of just being able to sit at the bar, Mark? Or so I, I guess yeah. you guys probably no. ditch the kids enough. Wow. Okay. So much to unpack on that one sentence alone. Um, but yeah, when, when it is very participant or who's there, um, uh, dependent, right? So, I mean, if it's just me and, and Kimberly, then yes. And, and it's also dependent upon, uh, the scenery and the environment. There's some places that 
again, we like the bar setting better than sitting at the booth or the table. I'm with you 100% on the booth, never the same side, unless for some reason the booth is facing some sort of television type thing. That's just strange um, mm -hmm. and just not normal. And also, the bar setting to me depends on menu. Some of these places say happy hour only in the bar. And the happy hour specials are fantastic. But if you sit at the table a foot and a half away from the bar, you don't get the happy hour specials. So I'm big on the, the menu and the pricing. If, if, if it means saving some cash, sit at the bar. You know, get the happy hour bar, bar eats, bar snacks kind of thing. Uh, but I agree with Stephen on 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 all all accounts. Uh, environment matters, uh, seating and comfort matters um, for us. Uh, like La Viva, which you've been to, um, the yes. bar to me is far superior. One of those. Well, sorry, Mike, you've been to. Uh, Stephen, hey, you're your invites anytime. in the mail. Oh, geez. along with the video. <laughs> there we go. So, I, yeah, I think. I think for me, it's one of those things where I, I definitely enjoy sitting at the bar. I don't know how long that's going to last. Or sometimes you get roped into a couple's deal or whatever birthday party and you don't get that opportunity. So it just feels like a party uh, for me sitting at the bar. Yeah. Even better if there's a sports game of interest mm. on there. And so I, that's my my default. Just feels like a little bit more fun unless it's a you know uber special occasion or you're forced into it being with other people. Uh, another special segment here before we get into Marnak and uh, round out the night. I did want to ask um, again, just clearing out the uh, the, the list here. Um, <laughs> if we if we take a look in the uh, you know sort of the um, film movie industry, there was one particular thing I wanted to ask, and I think it's come up a couple times along the way. Was about the the James Bond series. Mm. Um, so I wanted to ask. If you all, I, I think I've asked before just to say, are you guys, um, you know, fans of the series? And it doesn't sound like you probably played much of the video game, so we won't go down down that path again. Uh, except, I don't know, maybe GoldenEye, Stephen's giving me a look. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask if you were fans of the series. And, you know, I, I can remember for me growing up, there was always the uh, – like during Thanksgiving or other holidays, there were like the the Bond marathons that would come on, you know, TBS or something to that effect. And you could sort of, you know, sort of catch them all. Um, and then, you know, I would say that in in my lifetime, um, it was really rebooted with with Brosnan, GoldenEye, the video games and, and all of that. And then, of course, now, you know, everything's available online if you care to go back and watch it. So um, there's. There's, you know, two things I kind of want to ask of each of you. Um, you know, one is who's your favorite Bond actor and why? And then do you have a, a particular movie um, or memory that's your favorite? And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of discuss whether or not that's tied to your um, your favorite actor. So do either one of you uh, want to start us down this rabbit hole? Sure, I'll start, Mike. Um, so in my era, um, it was really, you know, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig uh, as the James Bond. I was definitely not around for the uh, Sean Connery days. Um, but I, 
you know, here's my thing. When I've when I've gone back and rewatched, like not actually not long ago, um, Goldeneye was on. It was a Saturday morning. There was nothing on, and and, and Goldeneye was on, and I watched it. And as much as I like the video game, Goldeneye is maybe tops. I mean that that on Nintendo was unbelievable. But mm-hmm. when I watch it back, the biggest thing is is not necessarily the acting. It's just the action scenes just seem so watered down comparative to what like the James Bond and what movies have today. So I would say that's probably, that's my one thing about that era. So if I had to pick a James Bond, I, I you know, I, I know this is probably like the least favorite. A lot of people is Daniel Craig. I think it's just, you know, because of the movies, the acting, the scenes, I think are better. Um, I would say him, but in terms of a specific movie, I I don't think I could pick one. I remember this last one. I, I can't remember the name. I'm going to have to look it up. I, I think it was very good. What was the last one that came out? Help me out. The uh, the last Craig one? Yeah. No Time to Die? What, well, yeah. No Time to Die. I, again, that was very good, of course. That is, you know, the last Daniel Craig one. Um, so maybe that's why I thought it was a little bit better, but I actually went to the movie theater to, to see that one. I think those kind of movies are great, uh, seeing on the big screen, uh, actually probably would have gone twice, but, uh, I would say that one and Daniel Craig have to be kind of where I land in terms of my favorite bonds. And I would say the, the last five are better than the first couple. I think it's just truly, uh, maybe storylines, the graphics, the um, just action scenes have just gotten so much better in the last decade than they were during the Brosnan era. Mark, what about you? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I I don't mean to say ditto, but I, I kind of agree with you. I do remember um, a a Bond maybe a little bit before Pierce Brosnan, uh, Timothy, oh gosh. Dalton, sorry, Swanson? no Timothy Dalton. I just blanked on it. Um, so I do remember that. I remember some of those movies, and I remember my parents letting us watch them when we got a little bit older. So I remember that, and that was my introduction to the Bond series. And then my dad and mom always talked about Sean Connery, so I got to watch those movies. Not when I was young, young, but when I was younger. Uh, and so that was always James Bond to me. And then, to, to, but to Stephen's point, like later on in life when they made the, I don't know, the, the, all the graphics and, and just the action scenes far superior. I mean, nothing against Sean Connery, but it just got light years better. Right. And so I, I'm with you. I, I think I like Pierce Brosnan. I, um, I thought he was fantastic, but I, I don't think anything compares to Daniel Craig and what was he in like 15 years 16 years or whatever you know like 2000 early 2000s to i guess a couple years ago and i don't know what they're going to do going forward but to me he was the best i think all the the action and acting etc etc so i'm aligned with steven but i do remember getting to watch a lot of the earlier stuff um just because my parents um anyway I, i loved i loved all the james bond movies i don't I don't have any issues with any of them. I thought they were all good. I, I know people complain about, oh, you haven't stayed true to various scripts and scenes and 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 uh, et cetera, et cetera, from the old days. Well, whatever. I mean, things change a little bit. So I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of all all the movies. I couldn't tell you what happened other than those three actors, four actors, but because I know there's other guys too, right? But 
Um, those were the three, four main guys for me. What do you think, well, Mike? What's your take? I I think this was probably the episode that I should have brought in a guest um, for this conversation, okay. maybe the video game conversation. It's a little little light um, for for quote fans, but that's okay. What? <laughs> what? I, I mean, what? Okay, sorry, so, coach us, Sensei. What should we? What, what should yeah. we say differently? <laughs> let me just give my overview here. So. So and I'll and I'll go chronologically and I'll just I'll just kind of give a little blurb on each. So you got so so here's what I'll say generally speaking. I think from Connery all the way through Brosnan before Craig, I would say all of those movies for the most part I would categorize as like not very plausible. Like crazy things, you know, related to space or um, you know, these like spy agencies taking over the world, um, hmm. you know, people like, you know, getting dipped in gold and just mm -hmm. like totally all normal. of these, you know, all of the, all of these crazy things that, um, you, you know, may or... <laughs> gold yeah. member, Sorry, go ahead. May or may not be happening in the spy world. So I think it was it was very sort. There were a lot of histrionics, but it was mm -hmm. like Classic. just incredible because you know. And and I think that's that's kind of the flip that you mentioned, Stephen, which is it went from you know it was almost like Jurassic Park, right? It was like Jurassic Park was mm -hmm. amazing for its graphics, but then shortly thereafter everything was like that. So I think mm -hmm. in in Brosnan you saw the transition where it was like these things are still incredible, but you're yep. not really keeping up with, with how they would be portrayed. So whatever. Um, so I would say, you know, Connery, um, the original, the quintessential bond, sort of like the tiger woods, if you will, setting the way for, for all other bonds, you know, raising all the other, the, all the other boats, um, and actors. So he's, you know, if, if you're ever talking to anybody about bond, and they ask you who your favorite is, and you don't want to get beat up. You just say Connery, and yeah, you, you really can't can't go wrong. Can't there. go wrong. Yeah. Yep. Um, that my favorite of those six slash seven, depending on how you count them, um, bit sacrilege, but diamonds are forever. For some reason, I just I I love that one. It takes you know part of it takes place in Vegas. I just oh, yeah. that's kind of a guilty pleasure for me. So then we move over to Lazenby. <laughs> Lazenby, one film um, yep. on Her Majesty's Secret Service, I would say they're sort of the unknown. A lot of people don't know Lazenby, so we won't spend a lot of time on him. Then you go down to Roger Moore. So I'd say Moore was kind of the original Brosnan. So I'd say, you know, Connery was like the, the mix of, I will call it like Moore and Jason Bourne. Hmm. Okay. And so you know, once we get to more, despite him having um, seven movies, right. he's more of the, is this guy really a spy? Like, can he mm -hmm. run? Um, nope. is, is he, is he a bit too cheesy? That kind of thing. So I think um, where you'll see the most controversy is probably if you try to take more over Connery, or if you just say that more or Brosnan um, are your favorite bonds. 
So of of mm-hmm. his films, my old pappy loves more, at least the more movies, because you get J.W. Peppa in there, and he's a he's a character from Louisiana that uh, that he loves. So um, I don't know. I you know I I sort of like watching the Moors, um, you know, and it, and that range is all the way from the original one, Live and Let Die, back in 73, all the way up to If You Do a Kill in 85, which is kind of moving into a bit more modern era. Um, I, I think I think they're decent. I just think he's he's controversial because maybe people think he's a, mm-hmm. he's a bit too cheesy. Mm-hmm. Then you get into Dalton, Timothy Dalton, as Mark mentioned. He only had two films. Now, the, interestingly, I would say, if I had to classify him, I'd say probably underrated underappreciated like i thought these two films the living daylights and license to kill actually pretty good um especially living daylights with the um you know sort of the the soviet communist backdrop um, Mm -hmm. as as part of that in 87 so dalton i wouldn't have been upset if he was maybe given a few more in the series then we move on to brosnan so i think you know brosnan probably gets a pass in my book, because of Goldeneye and what he did there, mm-hmm. um, you know, launching that film and, mm-hmm. you know, taking it to this new level of like this, this satellite. And then um, the world is not enough was crazy with like the driving on the glacier and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, um, but again, I think him and more just, you know, people think too cheesy, not believable in terms of being a spy uh, and then when you get into Craig, you know, for me, right or wrong, that was kind of when the series became more like Jason Bourne, where it was more mm-hmm. based on the action, more sort of yeah. hardcore, more believable, that sort of thing. And then I think that's where you know, that cemented that that Brosnan was just, you know, was too cheesy um, based on Craig coming in and, and a lot of people loving his work. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say you know, to each uh, person their own here, like you can appreciate probably a little bit in, in any of these movies. Uh, but that's, you know, that's my rundown. Um, I, I could tell you that the textbook answer for favorite actor, favorite movie would likely be something out of Connery. Uh, you, you couldn't go wrong if you said Craig as well. Um, but you know, there's, there's part of me that uh, loves the guilty pleasures buried there in the in the Brosnan and the Moors. So I feel like Thorough I feel Mike. like this I'm is a movie scene. That was, that was fantastic. That was I feel very like good. It's, it's like a movie scene where it's like it's like um it's like Groundhog Day when he's like she's like, oh do you think there's I hear there's talk of a blizzard today. And um <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, this and this and the moisture coming up out of the Gulf. And we're gonna have this and this and he's like, did you want to talk about the weather? And I, I kind of feel like like that was it. But no, I no and um, that was good. So anyway, um, I'll give you a chance. You know, if you ever want to go, if you ever go back and you t- and you watch any of the classics and you want to give a review, uh, yeah. let me know. But I'd say that was that was a little light on the history. I was expecting a little bit more in terms of uh, this. This was the you express guys like the classics. Tonight, Mike. Oh. We, we were we were we were we were walking through it quickly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move over to uh, Marnak. So, 
Marnak, you nailed it with Tiger making the cut. Oh, even yeah. though I think you made that call after he was already minus two. Um, so my question, <laughs> oh, my yeah. question this week yeah. for Marnak. Oh, asterisk. Love it. Sorry, go ahead. This is not as big of a softball. So will Phil Mickelson get a top 10 at Mayakoba this week as part of the premier 2023 Live Golf event? And I just want to remind you that one of the last times he was in Mexico, he came out with a win because he landed on about 12 sprinkler heads in the jungle. And I don't know if he's going to get the same kind of luck this time. But do you think, Phil, the thrill? Top 10? Top 10. Well, he's only got to beat like 40 other guys, Mark. This isn't like he's got to beat 100. I know. 156 fields, so be 146 others. What, there's like 50-something dudes? So keep that in mind, too. No, I know. But he's not been good. At all. And some of these guys, I mean, they brought in some pretty good bigger names. Some guys that can actually golf. Uh, Perez. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you got Poulter, you got Cam Smith, you got Patrick Reed. Leo Pereira. Peters. Sebastian yeah, I mean, Munoz. Peters. And I just don't see how it happens. Kevin Na, Graham McDowell. I mean, you guys, like, let's, let's, these are the guys that, no. Time to get I, off no, the fence, no, Marnak. No, no. It does not get a top ten. Period. Okay. Sorry. Not I, getting a top no. 10. Okay. I, th- I think the odds are in your favor there. Maybe a uh, Rick Bonus, Marnak. Um, well, bonus. the four aces, four aces with the powerhouse Perez, uh, Reed, and DJ, will they win the team um, aspect again this year? Oh, this year. I mean, they did lose their powerhouse slugger and Taylor Gooch. I did see that. Uh, yeah, but I think they got Uline, your boy from uh, oh, did Oklahoma they? State. I didn't see that. Oh, Gooch is Oklahoma the... State, too. He traded over to Oklahoma Ooh. State. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State tour. Yeah. Uh, Will they win it again? I mean, it's it's them or the field. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. No, they don't. They don't go back to back. OK, I think yeah. that's a safe bet. That's probably the. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick department of corrections, very slim, very light. Hmm. I didn't have a lot slim. of time to analyze it, and I think we were pretty uh, good last time. Uh, Mark, you said that it was colder when it's less humid. Um, the, that's uh, not true. It's actually the wet that makes it kind of cold, cold to the bones. Um, okay. thanks to the listener for sending that one in. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen, you mentioned that Nottingham uh, wasn't couldn't get relegated. That's of course not true. If they lost out, they would um, definitely be relegated. <laughs> Mark, you mentioned that a San Antonio team, a San Antonio might be getting an NFL team. Mm-hmm. I, I saw. I think they got an XFL team, uh, uh, which, which that's is just recently good. kicked off. Yeah, yeah. so that's huge. Um, that, that's the and Mark. Gateway. You also. You mentioned Robin Williams as part of TGIF. Was that just a joke? Yeah. Um, was it Mork and Mindy? Oh, yeah, it was a joke. Okay. I I don't <laughs> recall him being on. Mork for Mork. But, you know, I I bet he showed up on at least one episode of one show in one of those there you TGIFs. Go. Yeah, no, it was a joke. But that, that that's legit. That's, that's a good correction. All right. And then lastly, Mark, we were talking about uh, Mario and um, I think Bruce Kupka. And uh, you, I think you mentioned something effective. Was one of the uh, was one of the stages in Mario Brothers Cooper's Castle, and it, oh. uh, it of course was Koopas, Koop, yeah. Koopas, Koopas Castle, not Cooper's. So close. Harry Porter. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's go ahead and round it out with some local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man. What are your thoughts for the week? Thoughts for the week. I mean, it probably goes without saying, but uh, I'll say it anyway. It's important to cherish your loved ones. Um, you know, it's a new year. We're into February. We're almost into March, folks. We're almost oh, yeah. six of the way through the year. Uh, that means Christmas is coming. So, you know, no time like the present to shop for the loved ones. Um, but yeah, really cherish your loved ones. Reach out to the family. Um, the, the other thing that, you know, I want to talk about this week and just make sure everybody's aware is that um, despite the warm temperatures here in the in the Texas region, winter's not over. Texas winters can come up and they sneak up on you and they will grab you and they will tear you down because spring break is generally you are guaranteed some hairy weather over spring break. I don't know. It might not be this year, but it might be this year. Do not give up on winter, folks. Um, don't unwrap the pipes. Don't un, you know bring all the pet plants back out just yet. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm helping you out so you don't get frustrated. Come two weeks when they announce some like Arctic blast, bomb cyclone coming down. <laughs> Don't unwrap the pipes. That's my that's my knowledge. That's my local knowledge to share with you. Don't let your guard down. It's still winter until March 21st, 22nd, whatever it is. That's the spring solstice. We're still one more month of winter. And that freaking hedgehog saw his shadow too. So yeah, thanks, Punks of Tony. Good grief. Yeah. So anyway, I know it's in the 80s, Chamber of Commerce, golfing weather this week. Don't give up. It's still winter. You never know. That's it, local knowledge. Mike, we can unwrap the pipes. We can stop dripping. And Mark's house continues through April, maybe <laughs> May, but we'll be okay. I'm not dripping the pipes or nothing. I'm just saying don't, don't take off the wrapping just yet because it's still winter time, folks. It's still winter. His and his connections breaking up because no. he likes they run everything a little bit colder there. The Snyder it's household. fine That's over fine. here. I'm the one recording, so don't worry. Oh, <laughs> okay. you do know a little bit about technology. Oh yeah. All right, Stephen. My local knowledge this week is uh, I think I'm one out of eighteen on my pledge to to. Oof. You know, hit the clubs so far. Oh, yeah. My one time was uh, actually with you, Mike, and and another listener, and potentially another listener. But uh, I, I think you know, to Mark's point is, you know, in Texas we get a very short window of nice weather before it becomes just disgusting. So um, I, I'm kind of thinking this next weekend I got to go out there and knock off number two. You got to start somewhere. Started somewhere in January. I can't let February go by without at least getting out there mm-hmm. once. So I think, I think this Saturday I'm gonna have to knock some rust off the clubs and uh, you know, uh, relube the joints and see if I can get moving and hit some balls. Okay, okay. So, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested to hear how that goes. And uh, yeah, me too. I, if if you need to, <laughs> I remember seeing on a uh, golf.com there were some. Uh, there's like 10 ways to stop the shanks or something. Um, so I'll, I'll bring that in next time if you need it. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that because, yeah, I know I can get some good information from them and, and cooking stuff too. 
so i mean even better for me doing a lot of cooking stuff so um yeah very versatile articles that they have thank you oh, Good um yeah so for me um i think it goes without saying but oh. uh you know cherish your your loved ones uh, i had one of these weekends <laughs> last week where okay. it was it was kind of a clean slate and then all of a sudden turned into uh you know hey we got we got this invite on Friday night. We Oof. got this person popping in town. We got Oof. this invite on Saturday night. Um, this thing we got to help out with on Sunday. So um, it was, uh, yeah, it's just one of those weekends where, you know, and I, and I was joking because uh, we're obviously King of Queens fans here. And um, have you all seen that? Do you recall the episode where Doug um, thinks that Carrie's introducing too many couple friends into yes. the relationship and so when she exits the room he starts to do things like um <laughs> yes. lift his shirt make yes. you know off color remarks okay yep. i was like I, th I think i might have to start doing that um <laughs> when you leave the room just to call the um <clears throat> the uh, couple the friendship rota here but oh, uh, yeah. no it's it's all good i got a, a pretty large um birthday celebration this weekend coming up so i'm heading back to that favorite restaurant in dfw we got now called sister and i'm just hoping that they kept a lot of the things um mm. on the menu so i i'm looking forward to that there's also a place uh called sushi dojo uh, kind mm. of a they got like sushi burritos kind of a, a fusion mm. um if you will so uh 4.9 stars though on, on Google stars Maps. so oh yeah oh wow yeah. so looking forward to uh looking forward to mm -hmm. that too so um yeah i i mean we say it all the time here you know we we have rough patches i'm i'm pretty much stress-free in 23 but you know if you know everybody <laughs> uses different tactics <laughs> to get through the day the week the year um but if I, i've learned anything from my better half it's uh, one thing that helps to have things to look forward to so if you don't uh, necessarily have something in the short term to look forward to go ahead and get that put on the calendar and i, mm -hmm. I promise you it'll help make things uh, seem a little bit smoother so that's gonna do it another one in the books thanks everyone for joining weekend at berkman's hope you have a great week we'll see you next week take care